Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, happy Father's Day, and welcome to another episode of the Video Games Now podcast. It's Rodney with uh, Will and Cole. Hey. Hello, hello. So, uh, yeah, post E3, we're all super excited for the announcements that were announced by uh, all the uh, studios. We're going to talk today about uh, Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo, just because all the other studios fall into either one of those three categories. So, it's going to be a lot of fun. We hope you guys enjoyed E3, and we're going to share our... Thoughts right now. Alrighty, so E3 was a uh, busy one for us, uh, Will. You and I were slaving away with, uh, along with uh, Brooks on Saturday. Was it Saturday or was it Sunday? I can't remember. I think it was Sunday. Yeah, it was Sunday. It was Saturday and Sunday. Well, yeah, you and me were slaving away on Saturday and Sunday. And you, you on Monday, I had to work, but uh, yeah, it was a good time. So, Microsoft was uh, on Sunday, and it was uh, it was a quite of an interesting uh, little article. They released, or they announced 50 new games coming to the system, or 50 games coming to the system, uh, including 18 exclusives and a uh, and, uh, bunch of world premieres. It was, it was a lot of fun. So, uh, I guess topping that list, obviously, would be Halo Infinite. And what are your thoughts on that initially, Will? I was a little disappointed. As soon as I saw the trailer of the teaser start, I was super hyped. So that's how they got the show going, which was smart. But I, I kind of wanted them to bring, you know, go back to it somewhere at the end of the of their conference. But I guess, uh, you know, we could be a little ways away. Um, 343 Studios hasn't really announced too much on Halo Infinite. Adam Greenberg, um, in an article uh, we posted earlier this week, has said um, Halo Infinite is Halo 6. They're just getting rid of the numbers now moving forward in the franchise. So as long as they uh, deliver what they're promising and we're going back to the old school uh, Halo, I'll be super excited for it. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that was an in-game engine demo, so it it looks fantastic, if that's going to be what it looks like. in the final result, but uh, Cole, what are your thoughts on uh, Halo Infinite? Yeah, it looks it looks gorgeous. I'm a huge fan of uh, games that have uh, a live 
living world, which is why I love the Far Cry series so much. I feel like they really nail a lot of the living world, especially in, in Far Cry 3. But I really like the, the wildlife and stuff that they show in this world and the different terrains. So that got me super excited, you know. Um, yeah, I think it looks it looks pretty, but we don't really get a whole lot from the trailer. I like the... Uh, what is that they're driving? It looks like a, a warthog with just a, like a transport warthog and they're just driving along the the mountain range there just beautiful so i'm pretty excited to see more yeah and uh i'm sure they're gonna announce a little bit more later um later in the year but i i can't see this being released this year like they were i think they were teasing that weren't they no they even you could tell they didn't show us off that much and because it even said on the screen this isn't uh a, a engine tech demo they're pretty much just starting out with this it could either be a next gen title or it could be something maybe for next uh, next next holiday season i think yeah so next holiday season i can't wait to uh hopefully get something better than uh than uh, halo 5 but uh yeah it was a short little trailer and that's kind of all we saw so anyways then uh they kind of broke up into uh, a couple of different things um one being uh, Devil May Cry 5. So I've never pay, played any of the Devil Cry um, games, but, Will, I'm sure you have. I've played them all, and as soon as I saw that uh, trailer start off, I, I was sold, you know? I already have my pre-order down. <laughs> and, uh, Cole, have you played uh, Devil May Cry, any, any of the Devil May Cry games? No, I haven't. I wish I have, though. I'm just watching the trailer here. It looks, uh, it looks really good. So- I am very disappointed with both of you. Oh man! Well, uh, just break it down for us, Will. What's the game generally about? All right. Well, it's kind of set in like a fantasy demon-style world. Um, you play as Dante. Uh, there's different versions of Dante in the Devil May Cry uh, universe, I guess you would say. I don't think the one they're showing off in the trailer is uh, Dante anymore. I think we have a new character, but. Um, yeah, I will say, though, they have the, the Devil May Cry. I think a couple of the games are on the Game Pass for the Xbox, so I would uh, recommend checking those out. Okay, cool, yeah. And uh, I'm always up for a demon hunt. A demon hunt. Have you played Monster Hunter, um, Cole? Oh, yeah, I've clocked some mad hours into Monster Hunter, but I have not been giving it enough love. I love that <laughs> game so much. Yeah. Okay, anyways, uh, not straying too far off topic here. Uh, they also announced The Division 2. And I think was it Will or was it no Brooks was very lukewarm about the the Division Two. Yeah, he really did not enjoy the first one. So even from what he saw in the second, doesn't look like he was sold. I, me personally, I was kind of excited. I, I liked what they they were doing with the series, and from that uh, moving forward, it's a definitely a better um, maybe not a showing, but. They're showcasing what the division could have is going to be now, considering what they released with the first one, which was garbage. Yeah, and yeah, that was the problem Brooks had. Is he said it didn't deliver what they promised basically well, like, for the first one. Yeah, as soon as you got to like the end game, there was no content there. It was just the same thing over and over again. Right. Where it looks like from what they've shown now and then they're talking about, there's going to be end game content for when you finish the actual. Um, story right okay and then uh yeah the division two the division still has a little bit of a following in terms of the online portion of things but 
Yeah, the first one is uh, picked up a little bit. Um, Ubisoft has uh, fixed the game over the couple years that it's been out with uh, free DLC expansions, adding more content to the game. But what they released with the expansions is basically what they promised when they re- uh, the full game was supposed to be released. It's a little little unfortunate, but... Uh... Anyway, like a lot of games. <laughs> yeah, pretty well like a lot of games nowadays. So Yeah, Ubisoft is very hit and miss, you know, like they release so much stuff and it's either like really good and they keep it alive or, or people just hate it and it kind of pitters out or people love it and even they stop working on it. So uh, we'll see if they, they keep going for Division 2. Yeah, and then uh, just moving, uh, moving along in this massive list of... Uh, Microsoft titles. We have uh, Dying Light Two. It looks super brutal. Um, like the gameplay looks brutal, um, but uh, it looked kind of interesting. At the same time, they have a, a really um, elaborate day-night cycle um, that everybody sees in real time. And uh, yeah, what were your thoughts on this one, Cole? We'll start with you. Yeah, I played a lot of the first Dying Light, and I played it with a friend of mine. So it's definitely one of my favorite multiplayer games. I um. I saw some pretty cool trailers, but I didn't really dive too deep into it. I'm, I'm still, there's like a zombie game that I want. And like I said, I'm still kind of like waiting for that one to come out. And I, I if I don't see something similar to it, I'm not interested in it because I want something new. And this looks really new, but it also looks a lot like the old ones. So I didn't give it too much love. Do you think if it strayed too far from the uh, first one that it wouldn't be a Dying Light t- uh, game? Or what do you think? I don't know. They, they, um, release so much content for for dying light one i mean weren't they they were just like releasing new content for dying light one like they had that prison expansion not too long ago and then they jump right to this like i don't i don't know if it's going to be too much difference or if you're going to lose any of all the time you spent on the first one because they they spent a lot of time pumping tons of content or like years years after it was even made they were still making content on it so i don't know awesome man then will what about you I was excited with the trailer. I only played a little bit of the first one, so I didn't fully, I didn't beat it. It's maybe one of those games I'll probably go back and play throughout the year or something to get ready for the sequel. I do like what they've switched now that your choices are uh, going to have comp, uh, consequences in the game. That kind of interests me. Um, that's what they really uh, showcased, I guess, with their trailer and their demo they showed off. If you guys uh, saw the whole thing. Yeah, we did. Yep, it was cool. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw the whole demo. Anyways, um, moving along again here with the Microsoft uh, announcements. Let's we'll uh, batter up a couple of quick ones here. So, uh, first one was the Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit, which uh, looked more like a movie than it did a game. That's the thing, though, about Don't Nod's uh, games. They're, that's how they usually play out. I don't know if you guys played Life is Strange. It's very cinematic. Yeah, no, I haven't, yeah. Yeah, I haven't played it. Go ahead, uh, cool. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, The um, there's definitely huge with... Uh, what was that? We talked about Oh, Telltale really emphasizes the cinematic game stories, but I never played um, the one you're talking about, uh, Will. Yeah, um, I played the first Life is Strange. They have the second coming out, and that's why I think they're capitalizing on this awesome adventures of Captain Spirit because they're releasing it free in June, and it's um, supposed to be a 
like a spin-off of Life is Strange, but leading into Life is Strange 2. That's good for world building. You know, it's a smart a smart thing to do when you, uh, if your fans love the first game, giving a, I don't know, I, I guess it could be lore. I feel like these games are really based off real life, but giving uh, some lore to your coming up games. So that's kind of a cool, cool thing to do. I like that. Yeah, considering it's free, I don't see the game being very big, especially since, you know, Square Enix is a publisher. They don't do free games. <laughs> do you know what they need to do? They need to, to make this, but this kid in a Home Alone game where you people try to break in your house and you set up traps and stuff. This guy looks exactly like Macaulay Culkin. It's Man, crazy. That's, that's basically like zombies from Call of Duty. That's funny. Macaulay Culkin in a zombies game? That needs to happen. If... if uh, <laughs> If you guys are listening, uh, put Macaulay Culkin in a in a zombies game yeah, that takes place in like a cul-de-sac. The uncoked version of Macaulay Culkin would be the better better choice. I no, think. hell no. Get get the coked version of him in there. <laughs> so are we ta- are we talking like Home Alone one zombie style with him setting traps to kill the zombies when they invade yeah. his house? But it's not zombies. It's, it's just it's straight up zombies. burglars. It's just yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe Pesci. <laughs> just a hundred Joe Pesci's all trying to break into a house. Poor they, guy, man. He's gonna lose a lot more. That would be amazing. Than this is this needs time. to happen. But, uh, Sorry, I'm gonna go on a ramp, but this has got a guy. This needs to happen. Um, I would buy if it was free. I'd buy it. It should come with uh, Call of Duty uh, Black um, Black Ops Four in the zombie coked, version, coked out edition. Co- coke, <laughs> coked out edition of Black Ops Four featuring Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, but that's it's got it's a thing. It's got a thing. <laughs> All right. So next game was. Uh, Coming back from, I think it was on the 64, Battletoads, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a rare and, game. Yep. Is that Xbox? No. That was Xbox, I think it's yeah. just 64, but... Oh, the new Battletoads will be on Xbox. It didn't show very much at E3. It was just a small little hand-drawn, cartoony trailer thing. But Yeah, and they it, they did say it's still going to be a, two-day, a 2D platformer, so I don't expect too much from this title, other than being maybe a, a, a slight more than uh indie game from microsoft well um i mean we played a couple of good 2d games re- uh, recently like bully was a good one and uh um shovel knight obviously is a really good one but yeah like you said it's 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 more indie yeah i hope this one isn't as easy as the first one <laughs> i never played battletoads i always hear everyone raving about it but it's um, considered one of the hardest games ever made like the difficulty like to beat the game is just absolutely insane the second level like people will quit after the second level because it's it's considered to be one of the hardest levels in video games oh really i quit yeah i should probably <laughs> stay away from that then you um, have to like you ride through this not even a maze because it's 2d but you have to dodge all these these platforms and do this huge jump and uh yeah it's it's so frustrating <laughs> all right so, I mean, maybe I'll give it a try anyway. Is it, uh, do you know if it's on the eShop, Will? It's on the... I don't think it's on the eShop, but it's part of the Rare Replay Pass. Yeah, I game. have the Rare Replay Pass, so uh, but I actually haven't been able to, to pick it up again. So, maybe when I do that, I'll let you guys know how, how much I suck at it. All right. So, yeah, because the last time you played was probably when you were a kid, eh? Oh, yeah, and I mean, not very much either because, I mean, it was so hard and I just did not have the dexterity to pull anything off. Right. And I realized I just said A and I'm sure the comments are going wild. They're like, oh, f- fucking Canadian. Blah. Canadians. Canadians. 
That's like our signature. Well, I mean, then if you talk to anyone, they're like, "Hey, uh, how do you say a boot?" A boot. And I was like, "That's not how we say it." A boot. <laughs> oh, dude, I've heard a lot of people say a boot. I catch people saying it all the time, and I will point it out. I say it too. <laughs> I don't say a boot. That's something like a. That's a Brian thing. That's right a there. Brian thing. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. get you on it, Will. Hoose. When you say it, I'm gonna be there, and I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> yeah, a boot. If you house, uh, a two four. I can't say how Brian says it. What about the next game? What about <laughs> uh, the next <laughs> game? Is, uh, the next game is uh, just more DLC was announced for Cuphead. Um, I'm sure it'll be as hard as the original Cuphead was. So I uh, like the DLC trailer. I think that I'm, I'm excited what they're doing with Cuphead. I'm excited, but that game was hard, man. That was like as frustrating as, as Battletoads in some places. Yeah. Okay, finally announced was Crackdown 3. Took way too long to uh, come up with that, but it's finally here, and the trailer looked really cool. Uh, yeah, the uh, well, the trailer, if you guys paid attention to Crackdown over the years, has changed a lot. The I don't know how... like Terry Crews is still in the game, but it looks like they really keep redoing the game. Maybe it's just not good enough for Microsoft. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it it looks somewhat similar to the second one that I played. Um, I, I did play sec uh, Crackdown 2. I didn't play very much of it, but I did play it. And I didn't like the second one. The first one was is still my favorite right now. Yeah, that's kind of why I left the second one. I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. But that was when I first got my 360, and I had like three games to play. I had uh, Battlefield 2, Crackdown 2, and something else i can't remember some some other garbage game and then i just went out and bought halo i was uh sold with the crackdown 3 uh trailer as soon as i saw terry cruz pull out that uh rocket launcher that's shooting the rubber ducks i don't know to me this i'm watching the the gameplay trailer right now and it looks very generic you know like it just kind of looks like any there was like a release of games that all kind of looked the same um, in like the early 2000s, this just looks like another one of those and not not even that great. It, it's similar, but like with Crackdown, you get like superpowers and you can customize them like the way you want. Well, at least you could in the first game. I think they kind of went in a different direction with uh, number two. Yeah, I don't know. I it, it doesn't it's not really my style. Like, I mean, I can definitely see why people would love this type of mayhem game, but I, I don't know. It's not really for me. Yeah, I'll give it a shot, but I, um, I'm i hoping it's not going to give me the same feels as the second one. That's for sure. Okay, so I think we're going to move on here to... It was the the final thing of the Microsoft press conference. They uh, were giving their sign-offs, and then the lights went out, and then they announced this game, which was Cyberpunk 2077. So this looks interesting, and everyone's kind of a cyborg, and they're walking around shooting each other, driving some cars, all that kind of stuff. So, Will, what was your initial thoughts on uh, Cyberpunk? Well, I didn't even have to wait for the trailer to start. Once I saw the screen go red, it was very similar to the teaser trailer they revealed last year. So I knew it was coming. Um, didn't change the fact that, I, you know, right at that point, I had, like, that instant hard-on. <laughs> yeah. Just staring straight at the screen, waiting for uh, what next they're going to show us with the game. So uh, CD Projekt Red, as a studio, is probably one of my favorites what they did with the witcher 3 um 
even though they knew when the game launched it was per- like perfect there was a few bugs but they decided you know what we're going to release all the DLC for free yeah that's the way to do it no more of this so they still charge you know for their expansions but some of their expansions were almost the same size as the, as the actual game so you know uh, you buy yeah the blood and, and wine I- DLC was just huge yeah <laughs> But, like, they released, like, hair DLC, beards, and stuff like that. It, it just made it more interesting, you know? In a lot of other games, they could have charged you four bucks for those four hairstyles. <laughs> Is it like, um, you guys have seen uh, Ready Player One, I'm sure? Yes. I haven't seen it yet. Seriously, Cole? You're, like, the film dude of this whole crew, like... I know. I know, I bet this because I've seen so many movies, man. My movie list is so massive, I'm just trying to get through it. So it's on my film list, but along with 400 other movies. Okay, well, oh yeah, that movie was phenomenal. Um, yeah, but- I heard. Everybody said it was really, really good. Watching the trailers, I was like, there's some cool stuff, but I don't know how I feel about this. And then the, everybody was like, oh, you got to see it. It's awesome. So I'm, I'm working on seeing it. Uh, Cyberpunk 20, uh, 2077 looks uh, looks interesting, but I was thinking about Ready Player One when I was watching the trailer. It just kind of reminds me of that sort of the, that sort of game world. Yeah, it does. Um, well, like you saw, it's um, I think it's Chicago. I can't remember. Well, wasn't that wasn't Ready Player One based in Chicago, too? I think it was. Was it Chicago? I can't remember. Columbia. At least they're steering a little bit away yeah. from the New York, L.A. Everything's in New York and L.A. I guess a lot of stuff is in Chicago, too. Yeah. It's like, but yeah. what they showed, 20, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 looks really good. Um, I like how we're going into a futuristic setting. We've seen that a little bit in some other games like uh, Deus Ex, but this is really, you know, futuristic. All these people have, like, cy- cybernetic implants, um... This looks like a very rough world, though, from what you can see in the trailer. If this is anything like Witcher, the Witcher series, I'm so hooked. I think that's the thing that gets me the, the most excited because, like, the Witcher was just such a good world, and I love the gameplay and everything about it. So if this is the Witcher in, a in like, a world like this, that would be... It would be so good. Um, if you guys give me uh, about two minutes i want to uh touch on one thing that we can talk about which was really cool and i missed this in my first uh thing but in the actual uh trailer they showed off that i guess you guys are watching right now did you know there's a secret uh hidden message no no yeah they gave away um there's uh actual copies of um steam codes for witcher 3 in the uh, trailer as well but here, um, there's a two-paragraph uh, little thing. I'm just going to read it really quickly, and then we can talk about this, which was really cool because I, I like seeing games put like uh, hidden meaning into their uh, trailers, and you know, people trying to like find it. So here's the message. It's been over tw- uh, tw- uh, where is it? It's been over uh, 2,077 days since we uh, announced our plan to develop Cyberpunk 2077. We released a CGI trailer, gave some interviews, and went dark. Normal procedures for these kinds of things. You announce a game, then you shut up, roll up your sleeves, and get to work. We want to give you The Witcher 3 and both expansions first, which is why this period of staying silent was longer than we initially planned. Sorry for that. As soon as we concluded work on Blood and Wine, we were able to go full speed ahead with CP2077's pre-production. But we chose to still remain silent. Why? 
at one point we made the decision to resume talking about the game when we have something to show. Something meaningful, substantial. This is because we do realize you've been impatiently waiting for a very long time and we wouldn't like anyone to feel that we were taking this for granted. On the contrary, it gives us a lot of extra motivation. The hype is real, so the sweat and tears need to be real too. But to the point, today is the day. If you're seeing this, it means you saw our new trailer. Our vision for Cyberpunk, an alternative uh, version of the future where America is in pieces. Mega corporations control all aspects of civilized life and the gangs rule the rest. And while this world is full of adrenaline, don't let the car chases, guns and guns mislead you. Cyberpunk 2077 is a true single player story driven RPG. You'll be able to create your own character and well, you'll get to know the rest of, uh, of what when we show it off at our booth at E3. Be on the lookout for more previews. Before we finish, you probably have some questions. Number one, when? When we told you we would release, uh, we would only release the game when it's ready, we meant it. We're definitely much closer to a release date than we were back then, but it's still not time to confirm anything. So patience is still required. Quality is the only thing that drives us. It's the beauty of being an independent studio and your own publisher. Two, how big? Seriously big, but to be honest, we have no bloody clue at this point in time. Once we put it all together, we will openly tell you what you can expect. And we promise we'll do this before we start talking about pre-orders or ask anything from you. Three, free DLC, expansions, DRM. Expect nothing less than what you got with Witcher 3. As for DR, uh, DRM, CP2077 will be 100% DRM free on PC. Question four, microtransactions. In a single player role playing game, are you nuts? Once again, thank you for your patience. If you have a minute, please visit, uh, do visit cyberpunk.net and share your opinion about anything with us. We read everything you've posted and we'll treat it very seriously. Yours, CD, Project Red Team. That was a good, uh, good little article there. Um, that wasn't an article. That was actually in the trailer, in code. Oh, in code? Yeah. Jeez. That's some Jeez. sly stuff right there. That's why I was waiting to see what was in, in the code. I was like, what part was in the code? But the whole thing? That's crazy. Yeah, they cracked that like within like a day. But I love like free DLC expansion. So yeah, expect nothing less than what we got with Witcher 3. And then question four, microtransactions, question mark. In a single player role playing game, question mark. Are you nuts? <laughs> I'd laugh if somebody just made that up. Like it's all false. There's like tons of microtransactions and none of the DLC was free. No, uh, CD like, Projekt Red confirmed uh, someone got the code right and they posted it on their website as well. I thought so. Yeah, no, I was just joking. But uh, yeah. I like I've got mad props for this uh, for the production company that's behind this because uh, CD Red, they're they're doing it right. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we hit this we hit this brick wall basically. Everyone's kind of upset with DLC and, and microtransactions and all this stuff and, and then I think the which studios, they should be yeah and then the studios are like well okay obviously that's not working we need to figure out a plan B to make more money <laughs> basically I so. don't know I, I think microtransactions are okay in some games but loot boxes are not yeah so like uh, they said it is literally gambling you pay five bucks and you're literally hoping for something good where you might just get some more garbage yeah pretty well <laughs> So, so why don't yeah. we uh, why don't we move on from Cyberpunk 2077? Looks looks awesome, but uh, yep. we'll we'll move on here. So the bigger um, announcements or announcement of uh, the Microsoft E3 
press conference obviously was Fallout 76. So we got more information than we got uh, a couple days prior than that when we just got the teaser trailer. So uh, we got some more gameplay. Um, we got a little bit of more information on well, no. what the online stuff's going to be all about. If you remember, though, the Fallout 76 trailer that they showed for Microsoft was literally just a trailer. They didn't talk about it again for until the Bethesda conference yeah. on Monday. Yeah, but we uh, Fallout 76 as a whole, we got more information yeah. on. Yeah. So, uh, Will, why don't you uh, take this away, since you did so well with the last one? <laughs> uh, I don't want to do this whole thing. Um, but, yeah, I'm really excited for Fallout 76. It's taking the series in a different direction, so don't uh, fancy the series. Don't expect a full single-player Fallout this time around. This is more of an online multiplayer um, aspect of the game. Uh, it's not going to be a full MMO, as they said. At most, they want to have only 12 players in a single universe, which I like. Um, they showcase you can run into good um, people, uh, so, you know, you want to trade items, stuff like that, awesome, party up. But you could also run into uh, a jackass who might just shoot you dead before you even see him. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of trolls in this game for sure. Yeah, I see that uh, being a problem with the game, but there's always that, you know, PKs. <laughs> yeah, those games piss me off, especially the MMO type games where it's like all I want to do is go out and do my, own, do my thing and there's just PKers everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. Super frustrating. Cole, um, what did you think of Fallout 76? I'm kind of the same way. Like, I I don't know who was really asking for this. You know, like, um, when they made... It kind of feels a little bit like um, um, Elder Scrolls Online a little bit. And, um, I mean, Elder Scrolls Online is an MMORPG where this, like you said, can only have up to 12 people in this, in this world. But, I mean, I love the the just you know the follow like follow four and the the linear storytelling and all this stuff like i really enjoy that so i don't know why they would spend a bunch of time changing everything and making it new when i love what they've already been doing so much you know like i mean this could be a hit and it could be great but i mean watching the trailers and stuff and from what i'm hearing i'm just like i'm not really i'm not really into it you know i like i like what they were doing before as they said cole though this isn't a fallout uh, normal story game like there's probably still going to be a fallout 5 they just not ready for it the same way they not ready for elder Scrolls 6 yeah but i mean when you're not ready for something you're gonna i mean i guess yeah making something in between but they could be taking that time and resources and putting it into into the other one but i don't know i i, they I probably have, have fallout 5 working man bethesda is a massive studio with like their conference they announced a lot of things and they said there's more to come in the future so i bet you they're working on fallout 5 but it's probably just a small team working on it right now um till they uh get some of their other games into uh like gold definitely definitely yeah and but i mean for me i don't know i don't really know how i uh how i feel about fallout 76 so we'll see i i hope to be proven wrong when i say stuff like this i hope that it's it's awesome and it's amazing and uh it's a huge thing so but just from looking at it i'm kind of i'm a little i'm a little hesitant yeah. um i'm excited but the problem that i i, I can see like we touched on is the trolls but then also they showed off the nuclear weapons yeah i'm watching that at the end of the trailer right now the big old yeah, so, bombs 
<laughs> I don't know how about how I feel about like build, uh, putting all my resources into uh, building a home base, and then someone launching a nuke at me. <laughs> can you? I wonder if you could build a base co cooperatively with another player. That'd be cool. I think you can, because that's what they showed in the trailer. At least there's like four people at that one big base. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. You could four people can go into a base, but can you cooperatively build a base with somebody, and then? I yeah, that I mean, would be cool. I think that's a, an aspect of something they should put in the game. Yeah, because then one person could watch the base and the other person can go launch a missile and blow everyone else's base up. Yeah, but just imagine though, like, <laughs> you put all your resources into building your base with like four of your friends, and then you don't play the game for like a couple days because of work, you come back and it's just a crater. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that happens too in like, in Ark Survival, you know, you build your base and it gets raided, or in um, the... Um, uh, Conan the Barbarian uh, Exiles, same thing, you know, they can summon giant monsters just to destroy your, your everything you've built, so it's kind of that risk-reward kind of game style. Right. Okay, so next game was uh, Forza, well, not the next game in chrono chronological order of the press conference, but it's just the next game on our list here. So we got Forza Horizon 4, Yet another racing game, and this one was uh, a little bit different. It's kind of more of an open world, uh, do whatever the fuck you want racing game. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm actually a little excited for this one. I'm. I've kind of been easing off the Forza series over the years. I'm not a huge racing fan, but this looks interesting. An open world set in Britain. You can have uh, world events that'll just randomly pop up. You can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah, but yeah, you can't... Have, uh, oh, sorry, oh. sorry, Cole. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, like, it, you, but you can't get out of your car, so you just got to do everything you, everything in your car. It's just kind of annoying. Um, I don't know that why. I don't know why we'd make a racing game open world. That just seems weird to me. And and then, I mean, add all these world events and stuff. I, I mean, I it's kind of like The Crew 2, in a way. Like, The Crew 2 meets, like, Forza. But yeah. But the one thing with like the crew too, um, it doesn't just have cars. Now they have uh, planes. There's um, boats. Where Forza is sticking mainly to cars. But if you've played any of the Forza games, there's quite a bit of customization you can do with your vehicles. And there's also there's also bikes. And it looks like there's like some type of hover hovercraft, not yeah. hovering like uh, sky hovering, but like a land hover. Mm -hmm. boat or something like that that flies in during one of the the scenes so I don't see myself buying Forza Horizon 5 as unfortunate as that is you but four? since it's coming to game oh sorry 4 <laughs> 5 was the one that was announced on uh, Walmart yeah <laughs> um, but because it's coming to Game Pass in October I will play it yeah I have I, I think the three of us, we're not very good. Like all the Forza fans out there, and I mean, there's so many. This is a massive, massive game, and I feel like we're not going to do it justice in talking about it. But I mean, I have friends who, like, they won't fly anywhere. They'll just drive, you know? They love their cars. They'll work on their cars. They spend all day on their cars. Like, these people in their cars is, like, huge, right? So this is kind of a, a game for, for those people, especially in the States. So cars is, like, such a huge thing, like novelty cars and, and newer things. So I think the three of us are kind of, like, we're almost the weird niche of people who don't like these games. 
but there is such a massive audience for it. Well, there is. Like, I have a friend who loves racing games. He's got, like, the... I can't remember what it's called, but the wheel and then the, the pedals for his console. Oh, and yeah. then he loves doing endurance races. So he'll literally race for, like, 24 hours straight. Jeez. Well, this is kind of the, the game you want to race 24 hours straight on, because, I mean, you can go... You can go anywhere, so... <laughs> But yeah, that, we'll it, play that this season, and uh, we'll forget about work. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, well just drive. What I really did like about the trailer from uh, for or and the demo from Forza Horizon Four was it graphically looks amazing, and that they also have a seasonal change within the game as well, which is uh, live. It, everyone's seeing the same season at the same time. Yeah, the weather too. Um, through the rain, they showcase the, the snow. That is something they they haven't really showcased with like the season changing so it'll be exciting to see how that plays out hopefully you can change your tires on the on the fly <laughs> yeah winter tires yeah yeah that's the one time you can get out of your vehicle is just to change your tires <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then you just have like some asshole just drive up beside you while you're like taking your tire off and run you just over. side swipe you <laughs> yeah that would be the most ridiculous dealing with hit and runs in in forza <laughs> You have to, like, call the ambulance. I just hit somebody. Oh, man, that would be hilarious. Kick up your Bluetooth uh, phone it, and then... Where's the trailers? They never show anybody crashing, man. That would be me. I would just be, like, trying to drive, and I'd, like, hit a tree and just tailspin and crush my car. Man, I wonder yeah. if there's going to be a damage system at all in this game. There will be. There definitely will be. Forza's always had that, and now that they've gone open world, I bet you there's going to be a better system, and it... If you damage your vehicle, you're probably going to have to go back and fully repair it. You're going to have to get out of your car and repair it with the repair tool. Man, could you imagine? <laughs> Some guy has a car that, and then he keep, he has to keep racing to make money to, to repair his car, and you just like he pulls up beside you, and it's just like this dented, mangled piece of garbage. You're like, what? You just what wreck you your like thirty thousand dollar car, <laughs> just yeah. the base of it. Yeah, I could just you're see the... like like Far Cry Two style of repairing, where you just yeah. hold the torch up to the side of the car, and it just like pops the dents out. <laughs> yeah. But we should move on. Uh, this is a game probably Cole is very excited for. Drumroll. Here's a Warp Five. Oh yeah, baby! I got on board on that. I watched the trailer. Yeah, I know it looks fantastic. And I've uh, I played the first Gears for the 360, and it was really, really cool. And I'm kind of excited for 5 now. But I should play the other ones, I guess, first. Yeah, my... um, I, I watch a trailer. It looks really good. I don't, I'm, I don't love these new characters as much as I did, like, um, the Marcus storyline with um, Dom and... Uh, Baird and Cole was just I really love these characters where in Gears 4 I I played through the whole campaign and it was I think it was really fun but I just I don't know I just didn't really like the characters too much like they're kind of whiny they're they're younger and they're they're I don't know they just had a kind of like a whiny spoiled feel to them and they uh, they were because they're they're like the younger generation right they don't yeah know but i mean I, I live with the younger life. generation i'm already sick of them i don't want them in my video games anymore so <laughs> so i mean yeah i wasn't a huge fan of these characters and i mean this is like an, the, the, i like the story that they're going for like it's it's it looks really cool i think the, the new story looks good and i mean the characters seem like they've matured quite a bit and they're the struggle is pretty pretty real so uh 
I'm, I'm definitely interested in, in, in the game. I, I love the gameplay and everything. So I, uh, I, I like the cinematic trailer. So he definitely looks a lot more like his dad in this game. Yeah, I like the bald bearded JD. I think that I, I like that a lot. I mean, you could argue that it's goofy, but I was like, I'm I'm digging that. He looks great. Um, so the other Gears of War games two, three, four are they? They follow like a narrative story, like a like a. Yeah, it's very story heavy. I mean, um, Other than one four four changes the story. Yeah, four, four changes four, four. the story, but one, two, and three, and then even like uh, Judgment and. Um, uh, there's a bunch of other stuff, but two like took everything. There was nothing really wrong with one, but it took everything per se wrong with one and made it so much better. Like Gears of War Two is one of my favorite, favorite game. I've clocked so many hours into Gears of War Two, and then three was even better with the um, like the unlocking system, where like when you were unlocking skins, like you had all these challenges like online and even in horde mode. Like I really loved everything that they. They brought to three like every every kill you got you were working towards something so like the whole time you were playing you were continually like oh i'm gonna get the skin for my sniper rifle every every headshot i get or i gotta kill you know a ridiculous amount of locusts in order to get this and unlock this and you had a binder and all these collectibles you could collect with and then when four came around then now it was all in in loot boxes you know there was no longer i mean there was like a, a couple um things where you could kill people and whatever but a lot of it was just pay to pay to get all of your stuff all the skins and all the characters you had to basically pay for it so i was really really disappointed with that like fallout 4 or gears of war 4 is a a really good game but they they i didn't feel like i was working towards anything anymore where i did feel like that in every single other game i felt like all my hours were meant something where i in this it was just kind of like Oh, I'm gonna play some some Gears Four now. So I, I think they lost me a lot in Gears Four that way. So I hope they bring it back in Gears Five. Yeah, Gears Five uh, for me looks really exciting. I, I really enjoy narrative heavy games, but um, yeah, I think uh, I think uh, I should go back and play two, three, and four before I jump on to five. I don't know about uh, I don't know. yeah, yeah. Play some. The horde in, in Gears 2 is so scary because in Gears 3, they give you... And Gears 3 and 4, you can, like, build a base and you can build turrets and barriers and stuff like that. But on Gears 2, they're just like, here we are. Now you're on this map. Don't die. And so I love that, like, horrifying aspect. Every enemy that came at you, I was so terrified, and I love that feeling. Yeah. So they also announced... All, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Will. I was going to say uh, for you, Rodney, all the Gears of War are on the Game Pass, so you have a chance to go back and play them. Perfect, yeah. I just got to stop where I just got to quit my job and go do that. That'll uh, come in the future, hopefully. But, but if or I get fired, like me. Um, you're not going to get fired, Will. <laughs> Keep your freaking pants on. No, um, that was me. That was Cole. <laughs> or, yeah, that's what I meant. Cole, sorry. I Why am I going to get fired? <laughs> yeah, you're his boss. boss. You're yeah. the one well, if I, if I quit, Will's not uh, got, doesn't have a job. So, and neither, and neither does Mark. Well, I mean, your Will job go. security will go down for sure. <laughs> if I quit, so <laughs> that's funny. Um, but uh, anyways, Gears Pop was also teased before Gears of War Five, and I'm I'm thinking because uh, I remember Walmart saying Gears Five, and I'm like, okay, yeah, so I'm expecting a Gears Five trailer, and then they announced Gears Pop. I'm like, is this Gears Five? This looks like garbage, 
and so I'm just watching the Gears Pop trailer right now. So yeah, I I was immediately turned off of Gears Pop just because I've never played any of the any of those type of games. Um, but I thought that was Gears Five, so it just had this negative um, aura around it immediately. Oh my god, I'm watching this trailer right now. You thought this was Gears Five? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm like, what, what is this garbage? Why is this Why is this happening right now? That, that game looks ridiculous. so bad. I bet you it's just a well, it's a it's a mobile game, so yeah. there's probably not a huge uh, team working on it, but it looks so bad. And then yeah, uh, that was pretty. Well, there was another Gears thing as well. Um, Gears Tactic. Gear Tactic, right. It was a mo the mobile game, right? So, uh, Gear Tactics uh, will be a console game on PC, I think. Oh, right. It's similar to like Halo Wars, yeah. but a little more like XCOM. Yeah, for sure. So we got a trio of... A, a trio of... Gears. Gears. Which, we didn't we know that going in? Uh, well, we yeah, we did. We, we talked about that now. before the E3... We, we had that before E3 um, talk, so yeah, we knew that. All right, well, uh, Gears this, Pop. I'm just watching the, the Gears tactic right now. It looks like the um, it, the first um, Fallout games, the, the the game style to it. It um, this is how like um, uh, Fallout One, Two, and even yeah, Fallout Tactics played so uh and i i really like those games like they were they were a lot of fun they had a lot of fun strategy bits to them so uh yeah i'm guy this looks good okay so moving along uh this one really uh, jumped out to me because i i'm a huge uh i, I guess you could say I, i'm a geek but i love my anime as well so well we got jump force yeah, Jump Force what did looks. You guys think? Jump Force looks really cool. Um, it's just weird seeing like any of those characters rendered in like realistic looking 3D. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looked really cool. Um, I, I mean, I haven't watched a ton of Naruto or anything, but I immediately recognized um, like the Sunny Go from One Piece, and I'm like, what, what is going on? And I was super that basically pulled me in, so that was nice for the teaser. But yeah, the. Uh, the game itself looks really cool. Um, I like how they've basically crossed over all the anime, uh, all the the basically the big five animes, and they've uh, they're all gonna yeah, fight. I'm looking forward to this because you know Naruto, Dragon Ball, One Piece, and then if you uh, stayed to the end of the trailer, you saw Death Note. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how that's gonna be incorporated into the game because like, wouldn't he just win every game? He just like. Yeah, he's just gonna scribble his death note while you're like running at him, and you're just gonna you fall just gotta over punch dead. him and then break his pen. Break I guess his pencil. the struggle of finding out what the, who's what his name is is is, yeah. Unless he fights as Ryuk, that'd be cool. That's probably what's gonna happen. Is he'll start with like um, light, and then he'll write in the journal, and then it'll like switch out, and Ryuk will appear. It'll probably be like his entrance. Yeah, yeah, this looks pretty cool. It, um, it's obviously it's just a fighting game, right? A three D fighting game. Yeah, pretty it's well, a three D yeah. brawler. But it, well, we've seen this done so many times. Uh, there's been the Dragon Ball Z fighter game. There's been uh, yeah, the Dragon Ball Z Budokai games. was a there's lot been of fun. The Naruto fighting games, but there's never been a full on crossover between all the series. So that's really cool. They, I hope they don't like um, have a lack of. Uh, of playable characters, you know, like if they just take the kind of the main 
hero and villain from the series. I mean, these uh, series have tons of, of villains, you know? Like, I mean, you see um, Frieza fighting in in the trailer. So, uh, But they don't show off too many characters. They just kind of show off one or two from each, uh, each game or each, uh, I guess, yeah, manga. So I hope yeah. they, there's a lot of characters to choose from. But not too many. Not too many. Well, they've done the crossovers in the anime before between... Um... Well, it was uh, One Piece and Dragon Ball Z and I can't remember One the One Piece and uh, Toriko. Toriko, that's and... what it was, yeah. So, yeah, they... I don't think Naruto's ever crossed over. No, anything, I don't think though. he has, but I mean, let's be honest. Any one of those characters from Dragon Ball Z or One Piece could kick Naruto's ass, let's be straight. <laughs> Anyways, moving Sorry, on. Sorry, Naruto fans. Yeah. Um, anyways... Next up will be Just Cause 4, and what did you guys think of that? I um, I played a lot of Just Cause 2. I didn't really, I kind of skipped Just Cause 3, so I hope this game can get me back into, I, I'm not saying get me back into the series as if Far Cry, or um, Just Cause 3 was bad, but uh, I don't know, I just, I just didn't really play that one, so this one looks great. So I want to give it a shot. Yeah, I found uh, Just Cause 4 very cinematic with uh, the open world as 1 and 2 had. I kind of skipped 3, so as soon as uh, I saw Just Cause 4's uh, trailer, I went out and uh, purchased 3 because it was on sale. Haven't played it yet. It's just sitting uh, on my shelf now. It might be a little while before uh, that gets uh, played, but... Uh... I don't know, like, they're showing off these storms and a whole bunch of other aspects in the game. I don't really know how, like, tornadoes and all that are going to fit. I mean, the game's based on destruction and tornadoes and stuff are pretty pretty destructive. But I know what you mean. I, I've, a lot of the game came from you blowing up everything when something comes to, to help you out. It can either be a really fun, cool experience or it could be another one like, oh, crap, here comes another stupid tornado and now i got to figure out how to get, out. get around this. Yeah. So I, I, I have good aspirations for the Just Cause game, and I'm happy that Rico's back, but I don't know. I'm hoping they do a demo or something, or maybe we can get our hands on it at PAX. Yeah, that'd be nice to try out for sure. But I think there's another game that uh, got announced here with Microsoft that uh, basically soiled BJCMS's panties. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> They're always soiled. Let's be let's be honest. Well, I mean, I don't know. They're, no, I'm just joking. They're, they're, totally they're joking. moist at best when he's playing Fortnite, but this 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 let her go for sure. Um, yeah. But it's uh, Kingdom Hearts three. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. yeah. When I was talking to him, he uh, after the trailer leaked that day, he had already watched it 22 times. Yeah. Oh that's, yeah. That's he, a little excessive. He, we work with his brother too, and as his brother said to me, like the second the trailer dropped, he was like messaging him, like, "You dude, it's here, it's here. You gotta, you gotta watch it. You gotta check it out right now." <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, I, I have a feeling like if this game came out this season, Rodney, he'd probably not show up to work. <laughs> hey, Rodney, I have um, the really bad flu that's going around, and I can't work for like a week. Okay, bye. <laughs> My heart's not doing too well. I was trying to think of a kingdom joke, and then I couldn't think of one. Well, he couldn't be like, oh, hey, I had a death in the family, because I could find out if he's lying or not. But That's true. 
Yeah, like someone he just kills his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just watching this uh, Pirates of the Caribbean trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, and it actually looks, looks pretty good. dope. I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Yeah, the the one they um, showed us at E3 was he- was heavily centered around Frozen by the looks of it. And Wreck It Ralph. Yeah, and Wreck It Ralph. Yeah. And there's some uh, uh, Monsters Inc. in there. Yeah. There yeah. was uh, three three different trailers shown during E3. Um, the one where Frozen and Wreck It Ralph were showcased during the Kingdom Heart uh, showcase for Microsoft. There is one shown at the Square Enix one, which was the Frozen and Wreck It Ralph, and a bit more extended. There's like another 40 seconds, I think. And then during the PlayStation conference, they showcased Pirates of the Caribbean. And in the Pirates of the Caribbean, there's also like Tangled and um, uh, I just saw it here and Monsters Inc. and a few other ones. Hercules is in there. Hercules! Yeah, I don't know. I, I Kingdom Hearts wasn't really a big thing when I was, or a big thing for me growing up. So like it's it's I really like what they're doing, and I think it's such a cool idea. But I'm not really all behind it, you know. So like I, I'm not a really good one to to add anything to. Yeah, I'm sure uh, moving forward in the next little while, we'll do a Kingdom Hearts maybe podcast so we can bring uh, BJCMS back. We were, oh, you guys won't even get a chance to get a word in. He's gonna be all over that. I was making, I was making a joke earlier. Um, I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but I was saying like Brandon will be a little bit more um, very variative with his voice and not just monotone when he's talking about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> oh my god, guys! He's so hyper. <laughs> we'll have to do. A, we'll have to do a comparison. Oh man, there was like I. Um, it was funny because during the podcast that Brandon was on, we had um, I had a guitar tuner like just in the background. And when any of us were talking, it was like going like crazy, and it couldn't decide what note it was. But when Brandon was talking, it was like G, like it was just like a, a flat note. A like flat G died in there. It was so funny. I was like, oh, but anyway. So uh, let's move on to the next game here. So we have Metro Exodus. So oh, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you to say that. This game is looks so good. Oh man, that's this is my cream my pants uh, game. Like everything that I want in a Metro Internet. game, yeah. it, it looks like in this in, in the gameplay trailer they had that seventeen minute gameplay trailer, and I was I'm just like I I that's my watched it twenty two times. Like I mean I'm watching it again right now. Even as I'm looking up other trailers and other information on games, I've just been watching this trailer <laughs> over and over again. I'll just come back to it when I have a second because I am so excited for this. Yeah, yeah, the game looks I great. Any fans of the Metro series, this is what they've been wanting, like waiting for. Um, no, the I, Metro no. series as well is on Game Pass, Rodney. So yeah. definitely check that out. Metro, um, oh, I can't remember what is it, twenty uh, something. I'm excited. I have Game 20, Pass. Twenty thirty-five. Yeah, and then uh, Last Light. I love Last Light. Oh man, Last Light was so good. Like, I mean, I've said it. I think this is the third podcast I'm going to say it on, but uh. Uh, Metro Last Light just, just took everything from the first game and just made it so much better. Yeah. Last Light was such a good game, and then this looks like it's going to do the same thing. Just take everything with Last Light and, and add it in. Like, it's not a fully open world, but they have sandbox. They have linear sandbox levels. Yeah, which uh, I'm very okay with because the linear sandbox levels in uh, in Last Light were really good, and they said that even the biggest uh, open level in Last Light uh, is not even close to their 
their open levels in in this game so they're just going to be massive and there's a lot of exploration rewards and encounters between mutants and survivors and there's cults and wild animals and like i'm just i'm so hyped for this yeah, I was a little disappointed that just before um, E3 they announced that uh, Metro Exodus would be delayed. Yeah, oh yeah, that's my breaks my heart. Um, I'm a little worried as the day it's coming out in February, I think it's February 22nd now, is the same day Bioware's Anthem releases and then another game from Sony that we might uh, we'll probably touch up on, uh, Days Gone. So uh, I, I see February being one of those days that I go full, like, hermit mode like spend all my money on games and like can't afford like food power <laughs> shelter yeah well you should be Actually, able to you should afford power because then you can't play any of those games i'm just making a comment the <laughs> yeah. power will be there i'll decide uh, there won't be like any shaving forget that <laughs> we were at work on 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 um friday and when we were shooting it outside this building and we were out on the street and this dad and son walked past and I heard the son saying, the dad's like, you know, people got to go outside more. And the kid was like, all you got to do is find a power outlet outside in a park somewhere, plug in your PS4 and then you can play outside. <laughs> That's what the kid was saying to his dad as they were walking by and I was like, I was laughing my head off because it's like little kids trying to be like, dad, I'm going to play outside, but I'm going to play PlayStation outside. So that'll be, uh, that'll be Will. He'll find somebody else's house and plug in their backyard and be playing. <laughs> I've seen that meme before. It's like when my mom told me to go play outside and he like took a 64 on his tube TV outside. He's just like playing Mario Kart. Sitting in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely be me. I'll be uh, you, but next, it won't be your house. It'll be somebody else's house. Yeah. Next next year for games is going to be very rough on a lot of us because going back, um, what is it? Uh, Kingdom Hearts three that is January 29th. Uh, February has like five games. I touched on the three that I just said. I don't remember what the other two are. I just remember there is no, five. November has like five games too. So. Yeah. And uh, see for me. Oh, go on, go on. I'm just gonna say, Rodney, you have to give me a lot of work. Well, yeah, I mean, I need to give myself a lot of work, and I'm working full-time. Um, but, yeah, it's we're going to have a busy holiday season for sure. We'll probably take I'm two... Very... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go on. I was going to say, like, we'll probably take, like, two weeks off for, uh, for the holiday season anyway for the for, from the podcast because, um, you know, we have families and stuff. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be playing a lot of games during that point <laughs> in between seeing our families and uh, drinking a lot of eggnog. <laughs> I'm very picky when it comes to games, you know, like Sea of Thieves, I'm still, there's a, been a lot coming out, but I've just been going crazy on the Sea of Thieves. And I actually want to touch on that too a little bit later, like the uh, the Thrones and the upcoming content DLC that they released at uh, at E3, we'll touch on that. But I'm, I'm pretty picky, so I think Metro Exodus is going to be a big one for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clock a lot of time into that one, so I'm not too worried. Yeah. Well, why don't we go into Sea of Thieves? Um, Will's panties have completely dried up over Sea of Thieves. He's 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 kind of done with it. Um, and oh, I, and, and oh, I, Will, you were the big pull for me too. You were the one who's like, you gotta get into it. You 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 I wet think, my they panties. They promised the world and they just didn't deliver. I'm sorry. I almost disagree. I think I it's probably one of my top within my top five favorite games you know I, I i wasn't really around for all the promises and things that they said i just remember kind of like oh a pirate game that's kind of cool and will was the one who was like oh man you got to check this out and played the beta and showed me a bunch of stuff and i played it with him and i was like oh this kind of seems cool or whatever but then when i got in it i 
I don't feel like I was I was cheated or gypped, but I mean, I, I, I don't really know too much they promised, but I mean, I just love getting on my ship, throwing up my sails, and going and just sinking every single thing that I see. Because that's yesterday when I was playing, we sunk every person on the map. We just decided we were going to find every single ship and sink them. And we found all the ships at once and we sunk all of them. I mean, we, we sunk like the same galleon two or three times. We sunk sloops. We were we were stealing treasure. I mean, it was one of my, my favorite times that I had playing the game yesterday. So uh, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, and they announced that the... Well, I mean, we already knew they were coming, but they kind of just showed a, a little bit more of a teaser trailer of the DLC getting released later in the year. So we have uh, the... The Cursed Sails? Yeah, the Cursed Sails in July, and then the Forsaken Shores in September. So... Yeah. Maybe I'll play it in September when it has all the stuff to do. Um, well, they, they, they're releasing every week. They release a new event that happens, and they have a new currency now. They have... Um, uh, oh my god, what's it called? to the B. Um, uh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, they have a new currency. Um that you can get so what you have to do is they hid these um thrones around the map and all of them are really difficult to get to so you have to go around and sit in all of the thrones and there's five thrones that you can do on your own and then five thrones that you need two crews to do so like there has to be a person from two different crews sitting in the throne at once in order to get the 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 reward for it so there's a bunch of new um they release new gear and new stuff to go along with that, and they're going to be doing something like that every single week until they decide to stop doing it. So there's a lot of cool stuff that they're going to add to it week by week. So when you sit in the throne with somebody else, do you only get one reward, and then you got to fight to the death for it? No, no, no. So like, so there's a throne, so you cannon yourself. It'll be like on top of a mountain, so you cannon yourself up there, and then you sit down, and um, you get so. When you're playing, you there's three factions, so they've added in, or there's four factions, and now they added in a fifth faction. And um, for each faction, you get um, commendations, and uh, so you get like a title and a certain reward for each commendation. So if you sit in one of these thrones, you get there's ten commendations you can get. So you get every throne, you get a commendation for it, and then you get um, if you do it on your own, you get eight. Currency. I'm just gonna look it up because I can't remember what it is. And then if you do it with somebody else, you get 12. So there's a, a, a hundred all together. And then you can trade in the currencies for um, gold, like the actual currency used to buy stuff, um, new clothing options that they have, or um, oh, what's it called? Ship upgrades. Um, uh, renown in each of the other um, factions that are in the game. Okay. That seems like they've added quite a bit since uh, Will and I left, so, um, I mean, that sounds interesting, but we just, I don't know. Like like I said, I'll probably go back to in September when they have more DLC, and then... Um, yeah, I hope they add a new ship or something, because, I mean, it's, it's really difficult to sail a galleon. So, I mean, if you want to play with more than two people, you have to really put it in, because if, if one person's kind of new and figuring it out, like, it's not easy to sail a galleon with with just three people or even two, so they have to either add in a smaller ship or have more people on the galleon, you know? So it's easier to play with bigger numbers. Like, if there's just two of you sailing in a sloop, it's a lot easier than there is playing in a group. So I'd love you guys to come play with with me, but, you know, it, it just makes it so much more difficult when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Um, so moving on from Sea of Thieves, we also had some DLC um, teased for Player Unknown Battlegrounds. 
So new map, a couple new maps by the looks of it. Uh, just the one right now, the Sandhook. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's about it for. I mean, there's nothing else really revealed for player on no battlegrounds. It's just two maps, so not too much yeah, to talk about there. But, but uh, I mean, yeah, they look cool. I still haven't played PUBG because I, 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 I'm a Fortnite dude, so I'd rather play Fortnite. But um, anyways, there was one more. There's one more game from the Microsoft uh, press conference that we uh, that we'll uh, talk about before we uh, maybe have a take a little break here and uh, move on to Sony. But uh, Seco Shadows Die Twice. Akio. Okay, cool. I can't say <laughs> I can't say English. So, um, but anyways, how do you spell that? Sekio. S e k i o. It's uh, from Software's new game. So uh, this is from the developers of uh, Dark Souls. I am uh, very excited. Uh, it looks like a different take on um, Dark uh, the Dark Souls and the series that they they're usually uh, developing. Looks a lot more story-oriented, um, still as gory and violent as any game they've ever created, but I'm excited. I like uh, the swords, uh, the samurai setting, uh, the your main character having that uh, cybernetic or robotic arm. Yeah, it's, yeah, this looks cool. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. Um, I'm wondering how... You're, how responsive you're gonna have to be in terms of uh, the the fighting? Like, is it a, is it a button mashing, um, combo canceling game, or is it a one where you have to fight in real time, basically? It looks Watching a the bit hack and slash. Yeah. It looks like there's some like there's a lot of parrying and dodging. It looks like in the game as well. So I don't think it'll only be button mashing, but uh, it looks like there will be some some timing and stuff involved. Um, looks like it has the same uh, things as uh, from software's usual games that have is their very big uh, boss battles. So I definitely see that this won't just be um, hack and slash. This is going to have um, a bit more a tactical element. You can't just you know jump in there and uh, slash uh, your boss or something and uh, expect not to get hit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's tough watching the trailer. It's tough to get a, a handle on how the the world will play yeah you know like i i i can't really tell if it like in in dark souls it was um it was like a a linear open world style you know like you had to complete an area before moving on to the next one i can't really tell just from the trailer how this is gonna play like they don't show too much adventuring or exploration this trailer looks like it's just a lot of they're showing off the bosses right now so i wonder how the the world will develop as the game comes out yeah, other than just showing off the trailer, they didn't really uh, announce anything. I was a little surprised this game was actually shown during Microsoft's conference, um, but I have a feeling this is definitely not a game this year. Maybe next year, so we'll probably see a lot more of it coming forward. Alright, so uh, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to talk about Sony and Nintendo, and uh, we might even break it up. Uh, but we'll release this podcast basically as one whole thing, and then we won't release a podcast on Friday, so sorry. But yeah, a lot of content on this one to uh, listen to. But anyways, yeah, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back with Sony and Nintendo here on BGN. Welcome back to part two of the 
Video Games Now podcast talking about E3 and right now we're moving on to Sony which is not as long as the Microsoft one so uh, just to get a couple of the easy ones out of the way we got uh, an update for God of War uh, they confirmed that at E3 and finishing the game and uh, looking for something new well it's on the way so and also we have a Resident Evil 2 remake so I don't know how you guys feel about that necessarily but <laughs> um, I didn't play Resident Evil 2, so I'm kind of neutral. I, I, I'm kind of excited, but like a lot of diehard fans, the new facial like uh, faces for the characters are kind of throwing me off. Oh, is that right? Mm. Okay. And uh, also, we've talked about this on a previous podcast, but uh, they um, have a new look at the PS4 Spider-Man game and uh it's got a new gameplay trailer uh during the press conference and it's i mean still got me excited to play it it's orgasmic it's it's orgasmic um yeah so spider-man coming to the ps4 yay um next one uh now we'll get into the actual games that were kind of new to uh, a new update here so uh well not call of duty black ops 4 because we already knew all about that we already talked about that on a previous podcast but uh control remedy's new game well there's one thing we can touch up on call of duty that was also announced after the conference and this has me with like full-on call of duty hate right now is uh all dlc is now going to be locked exclusively to the season pass oh okay wait for, for what for everything Call of Duty Black Ops um, for oh, oh. all the DLC is only going to be ex- uh, released for people that have the season pass. You won't be able to buy it separately. I'd, I'd like, who, who's the one in the chair being like, this is a good idea, you know? Like, <laughs> I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it blows my mind <laughs> that, you know, like, I just, it just, I'm, I won't even... And it just uninterests me so much the fact that they're going to do this. I don't know. I, I'm pretty much full on like down with Call of Duty right now and uh, long live Battlefield. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, how do we get fans back to the Call of Duty franchise? Let's yeah. like castrate the uh, the DLC from them. That yeah, they'll like that. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> Sorry, I had, I had to have my moments. I had to have my moment. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I I mean, I'm gonna buy it anyway because I want to try out the uh, battle royale mode and see if it's you know. Ronnie, you're what's wrong with this industry? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm totally joking. Yeah, but it should be it should be um, an interesting find. Like I said, I'll probably play it and then hate it and trade it in a week later for Battlefield Five. But or you can let me borrow it to just to try the battle royale. <laughs> Yeah. So, okay, so moving on. So, Control, Remedy's new game. Uh, they revealed it at uh, E3. And Alan Wake Dev's new game, Control, is the latest game from Alan Wake and Quantum Break developer Remedy. So, what were your initial thoughts on this one, Will? Because I haven't actually... Uh... I'm really excited. I'm just trying to... I love Remedy games. Um, Alan Wake is one of my favorites. It's just so fun to play the mechanics of the game's so dark that you literally have like a flashlight in game so it just it changes the way you play um quantum break really good game very cinematic that um when you get to certain parts in the game depending on the choices you made you got a, an actual tv series 
that they did, and there's different ways the TV series could play out. Uh, Control looks about following the same kind of style as Remedy usually does, a little different in some aspects. I'm just trying to look right now, though, if because it was announced for Sony instead of Microsoft, um, and Con- Remedy usually does uh, Microsoft exclusive games, if uh, that'll be exclusive to Sony this time. Right. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'll give Control a try. I'm going to try all these games out just because, you know, I'm hosting a video game podcast, so I should probably know what the hell's going on here. Um, so, yeah, I'll give Control a try, and then um, uh, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I'm watching the, the gameplay trailer right now. I like the... Um, uh, sometimes when I watch, like, a James Bond movie, I, I'd want to feel like... You, when you you play, you kind of want to feel like James Bond, you know, just kind of the 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 way they move around the way they they interact with things this kind of seems like a I, I like the way they they have the character moving around the world like it just looks really really nice you know just the the over the shoulder that they have and um, the camera work looks really really good so uh, I, I'm I'm really interested in that yeah I, I agree I'm I'm excited like I always have been for remedy games this one is not also just gonna be a PlayStation 4 exclusive, it will release on PC and Xbox One, so giving a lot more fans uh, a chance to try Remedy games, because looking at the list, the last game they developed for uh, PlayStation was Max Payne 2, the fall of Max Payne in 2003. Right, yeah. A couple years ago. A couple years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Just make me feel old. When you remember that uh, 10 years ago was in 1998, but 2008. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. God. Cole, what have you done to me? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. We're, like, in our 50s here. Um, so, so, uh, so um, just moving on here from Control, just uh, want to move it along here. We have Death Stranding. Uh, they showed off a uh, gameplay and story trailer, and uh, has a, it had a huge showing, actually, at uh, the E3 press conference. Yeah. Excuse my language, but I still don't know what the fuck is going on with this game. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're keeping the mystery up, and I mean, uh, it's good. It's that's that's what we need. So so many trailers for not just games, but movies and everything just gives away so much. You know, like you can you can pretty much be like, I know exactly what's going on from watching like this two minute trailer. Like you ruin the whole uh, hour and a half movie or all. I guess games are a little bit different, but this game just... I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, the trailer that they showed off and the gameplay shifted from Norman Reedus' character. I don't know the name, but, like, he's walking on rocks, water. Yeah, he had containers. Then he was getting attacked. Uh, there was that monster near him or whatever it was called. Introduced that new female uh, character. Uh, yeah, this game, the trailers that they've shown now in the last three years, every single one just confuses me more, but makes me even more interested in the game. Ooh, I just watched the guy pull his toenail off in the trailer. That was nice. Oh, yeah, I forgot that piece. Right, I was only eating my eggs, but that's fine. Um, I'll just put those <laughs> down. Um, anyways, <laughs> moving on from the from the from the nail pulling uh, st- um, game that is Death Stranding, we have uh, Daracine. Another game from From Software. Uh, I, I didn't remember this one when they showed the trailer, so I just looked it up myself. This is a. Oh, I don't even know. I, I, from what it says, it's a PlayStation VR title. It looks 
really different from what Dark Souls uh, developer from software has created. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a, it's the same developer from Dark Souls Bloodborne, like you said. So it, you know, I'm sure it's going to be ruthless and, and unforgiving, and and everyone's going to quit playing it after the first hour. So it'll be a good time. I, well, that's not really like what this game looks like compared to their other things. Here, let me. Uh, I got a synopsis here for it. I just got to read it. It's um. The game's official synopsis reads, As a spirit summoned by a young girl in a secluded boarding school, the player must prove its existence and build a unique bond with the students through clever interactions. As the mystery of the story unfolds, the spirit must use its ability to manipulate the forces of life and time to change the fate of the pupils. This does not look anything like or sound like um, Dark Souls or even gory, like, you know, (laughs) I just, this is different. What yeah. was it called? What was what was it? Deracine. Deracine, yeah. How the heck did you spell that? Uh, D-E-R-A-C-I-N-E. Deracine. Ah, Deracine. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The trailer looks great. Um, it's a VR title, so I can see how it, it, the game would work. But from the developers, it's just... Not something I'd expect from them. Yeah, but like I said, we'll try it out and we'll see how it goes. And maybe we'll like it and then it'll be the next, like, you know, big game that we'll be talking about all the time. Yeah, there doesn't seem like there's a huge, a lot they show in the trailer. I can't get too much out of it. Yeah. Um, let's I... move on, though, to Ghosts of Tsushima. You almost butchered that like you do all the other Japanese dudes' names. <laughs> so close. I think I got it's... that one pretty good, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one that always butchers the names. <laughs> um, I get the Japanese ones good, don't I? No. Don't. Well, we don't actually know what the proper pronunciation is, so even if you get it really wrong, we'll just smile and nod. Well, I should know because I took Japanese for a bit, so... I fa- Yeah, mm. Tsushima. Um, there. I like how I'm watching the uh, the full game pre-release and they have a white guy playing... Uh, uh, Flute or something in the the release. <laughs> you watch Ghost of uh, how do you say it? Tushima? Tushima. I think full gameplay reveal with that. flute. Watch that. They just have a white guy dressed up in full attire playing the flute. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's not what. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, how do you release this Japanese game? Throw a white guy in traditional garb and then have him play a flute. Yeah. The most un-Japanese thing ever. Well, look yeah, it's at how Sony started the conference with uh, for uh, The Last of Us 2 with the guy sitting in the studio playing the banjo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sony. So it's a PS4 exclusive. What do you guys... Uh, it, it got a new gameplay trailer uh, during the E3 press conference with Sony, but uh, what were your initial with the thoughts? Flute. With the flute. The flute. Looks so good. I, I'm a big fan of uh, what the studio has done with uh, the Infamous series, so that it looks like um a japanese samurai is trying to uh, hold back the mongol uh, army at least that, that's kind of what i'm getting from the trailer yeah it looks really like like a lot of these um games in in japan or china they're always very 
I don't know, they, they kind of have like a, a fire emblem or um, uh, what was the, I can't remember what it was called, um, Hyrule Warriors, but the, the game that that's based off of. Uh, it's uh, a Dynasty, Dynasty Warriors, yeah. Dynasty Wars, yeah, they kind of have that feel to them where you look at them and they kind of, they all feel the same way a little bit. I, I watching this, the the way the game feels just watching it looks really cool and unique. Like, I, I really like the style that they went for here. Yeah, so... Um, it looks very accurate to, to real events and stuff. Reading the... Uh, the page here it says created by the minds behind infamous ghost of tsushima whatever is an open world game that takes place on the island of tsushima during feudal japan in 1274 players take on the role of a vengeful yet honorable samurai who targets those responsible for wronging him name a video game character that's not vengeful but also honorable mario He's just straight up vengeful. Yeah. Just slaughtering entire. <laughs> just takes his sweet ass time, like people's. going through the world, killing literally everything in his path, and then saving. Yeah, he's vengeful. With the his ass. Who doesn't even love him back. Yeah, but he makes it look like it's so much fun to vengefully kill everybody. So, moving on here, we have a. Uh, Another uh, big game for Sony, and I'm sure a big game for a lot of people out there, The Last of Us Part 2. So Sony gave us a little deeper understanding of The Last of Us Part 2 with the new gameplay trailer D3 2018, and I'm sure it got you a little fucking soiled there, Will. Yeah, the game looks amazing. It uh, looks Following fantastic. the same thing at, yeah, as <laughs> The Last of Us uh, Part 1, I guess you'd call it now. The... The opening trailer before you start getting the gameplay, that was a, an interesting take with them sitting at like that, um, the barn having that dance or the dance or whatever. And then it goes to the kiss with Ellie. I don't really know what to expect story wise, but from the gameplay aspect, the game looks brutal. Hmm. Yeah, the this, this, the, the AI they've created and just the the encounters like it it looks like every single character that you the, the in this gameplay trailer looks like every person has a story you know like it's amazing how they just take just one i guess you could say enemy but i you couldn't even call that because everybody's so unique and they each have their own their own interaction and it could all be different like i think they did a fantastic job of of I always talk about like choice matters and stuff. I think they did a great job in this. Like it looks amazing. Yeah, and it's uh, coming. When's it coming out? Will did they give a release date? They did not give a release date, as far <gasps> as I know. Jeez. Okay. Well, we'll look out that for was that. The problem with all of Sony's games uh, during their conference, there was not a single date. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. Also the. For the um, the cinematic intro before the gameplay, the uh, the motion capture that they did for everything was really um, like they had to do a lot of work on on how they they did all the mocap for it. So it really paid off. the The opening cinematic looks fantastic. Yeah, um, I watched a behind the scenes uh, thing, and apparently that uh, kiss at the end of the cinematic trailer was very hard to do in mocap okay. suits. Yeah, definitely, because all the stuff would smash together, and it, yeah, they had to like look away at the end just so that they wouldn't break the equipment. 
<laughs> but in the first game, if no, no, seriously, that's that actually happened. Um, in the first game, if you beat it on the hardest difficulty, you unlocked like a forty-five minutes of behind-the-scenes motion cap documentary on making the game. Yeah, and uh, it was really, really well done, high quality. Uh, um, I guess you could say almost like documentary style, and. Uh, uh, I hope you get another one with this game because I'd love to see how it was made because it is it's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, looks stunning for sure. Um, the the sarcastic that wasn't sarcastic. I'm sure it sounded sarcastic, but the game looks amazing. Balls. Um, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, we have Neo Two. It's coming to the PS4, and they announced it at the press conference, and obviously no release date, as Will said. So, but uh, this one looked interesting for sure, eh? Yeah, a. the Neo series oh, yeah, is a. actually fun. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we overshadowed you with our Canadian lingo. Oh here. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. So, anyways, um, so yeah, Neo Two looks good. Um, I mean, yeah, graphically looked in- interesting for sure. I mean, anything on the PS4 looks really stunning. But um, yeah, cool. What did you think? Uh, I'm trying to look up the more information on it right now, so I might need a second. Yeah, we we um we just like roped Cole into this podcast, and he came in completely unprepped. So yeah, Cole. Yeah, I was streaming Sea of Thieves last night, and when they asked me to join, and then uh uh, so I was up pretty late, and now I'm, I was like, I got to be in this. I got to get my my two cents and stuff that I actually know about. So there's there's and we started full time work again, so I'm a little behind on a few things, but I'm still looking it up. Excuses. Um. Anyway, so me. I'm full of them. Full of excuses. Um, anyways, uh, Will, you probably know more about this than anybody else then. Yeah, I didn't play the first game, unfortunately. It's a game I, I should go back and play. I kind of forgot about it. GameSpot awarded the first game an actual 9 out of 10 in their review. Um, the first uh, Neo launched in 2017. From what I can tell, it, Team Ninja has kind of done like a like a Ninja Gaiden, I guess. I, I don't really know. It looks different uh, it's dark game as well you're still samurai combat stuff like that but it looks like your your character is also part demon or something right okay yeah. it's uh it, it sounds like you're kind of excited about it i i am i should go back and play the first one i it's just gonna take a bit of time for me to actually get to that point now that we're all work, back to work did you yeah, enjoy the first one I didn't even get a chance to play it. I own it though. It's sitting on my shelf. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, because because uh, yeah, you sounded kind of not excited for two. So I'm thinking. I was thinking. Oh. I am. I I just haven't played the first. Like I'm looking at this trailer and it looks great. I just don't understand what it's about. I bought the first game mainly because it got such a high review. And uh, uh, for Canadians, they'll know, but uh, for Americans or anyone else, um, EB Games, which is like the American version of Gamespot. They uh, when I walk in there, they completely sold me on this game that I've yet to play. <laughs> yeah, they're good at that, eh? Um, um go I, ahead. I have my two cents now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, okay, go, okay. I'm always like, um, I, I'm for for me the I love anime. I think anime is fantastic, but I'm not always a huge fan of the anime game style. You know, like that's definitely more will territory. But this kind of looks like, um, uh. It looks a little dark soulies, but but more cartoonish or a little bit easier. Like, um, uh, what was that game where you played Death? And there was three of them. Um, 
where you played, you played death yeah you play the rider the rider oh, the um, um dark siders dark siders this kind of looks like a more um like a less puzzle based like i've just watched some of the combat it looks kind of like like dark siders but more realistic like a mix between dark siders and uh dark souls so that's a really cool all right maybe i'll have to check out the first one when you play it will i'll play it with you sounds good yeah you just have to have time yeah <laughs> All right, I think uh, there's a couple last minute, or last minute, last uh, things to say about Sony. Uh, one of them was they announced that uh, the next Sony, the next generation Sony console, is uh, in development right now, or will be in development very soon. I think I can't remember his exact wording. That at least three years we're away from that. There, but the PlayStation Four is now on its last legs. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think Microsoft also mentioned that too that they were developing a new next next gen console. Yeah, from the rumors, it looks like they're aiming for a 2020-2021 release. Um, the code name right now for the console from some leaks from behind uh, the doors at E3 is apparently it's called Scarlet. Right Scarlet. Yeah. That's what the new console is? That's the code name for it right now. It's, it's like the Xbox Scarlet. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Microsoft, uh, we forgot to mention this in the last uh, segment there, but uh, Microsoft uh, bought... Five new. Well, they made one new studio and they bought four others, so they should be coming out with a lot of interesting games. Microsoft, we were a little concerned about them actually before going into E3, but they actually, I think, won E3 this year. Yeah, they definitely did. I think they they're not too worried about this generation because they have sales. They just don't have enough to win the generation. But I think with the studios they've purchased and the one they've created, they're looking towards the next gen. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's uh, move on to the uh, last well, one thing. Let's uh, talk about a little bit about Spider Man. Come on. We talked about Spider Man. Oh, so you're like I, I I was a little oh, wet for it. And that you was it. you were you were um you were part of that podcast, I guess, the one with Spider Man. It was me, Brian, and Brooks on that podcast. So, okay, but this is like the E3 reveal for Spider Man. I guess we can talk about Spider Man. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, so. Let's talk about Marvel Spider-Man. This game looks fantastic. Um, the what they showed during the PlayStation conference was uh, some gameplay, some cinematics. Uh, after the conference, um, on the show floor, there was uh, another video of like a 17-minute open-world uh, walkthrough of New York. Like this game looks like the Spider-Man games that we've been wanting, but just no one's ever delivered. What I'm do you watching think? that that 17 minute game trailer right now and you're literally just running up the side of buildings like yeah. you know like in, in some games there's they always do the crawling right i think yeah. games have become much more high paced you know you got to be able to get from point a to point b really interesting and really really quick so I, I, it just looks hilarious him just like literally like straight up running on the side of buildings i like what they did there that looks cool it's pretty much what spider-man is now like because you know, he's got those little um, claws in his fingers. He's got to have them in his feet, too. Like, little mm. spikes. So. Yeah, I love that. Like, he just climbed up on top of the building, and the way he jumps off, and the, the falling, and uh, I think the movement, they really... It looks like they're nailing the the movement, so I'm uh, I'm really stoked for that, because that's a huge, a huge thing, you know? It's, it's a huge thing in Dying Light, too, when we talked about it. Like, having that parkour and moving from point A to point B is so important, so I think it looks like they really nailed it in this. Yeah, that's the one thing they've always failed with the Spider-Man games. They've always delivered, like, the web-slinging, mainly because it's not that hard of a mechanic. 
but when you're kind of free running in Spider-Man games, it's very um, not as flawless as it should be. Yeah, and I think they they're really gonna improve on that. I, the combat looks cool too, but I hope it uh, I hope it's as satisfying as the uh, as the let's say exploration. Yeah, the fighting mechanics um, in the gameplay they showed off for the actual Sony conference that looks really good, and I loved how they ended the trailer w with the the gameplay with Spider Man just getting his ass kicked by uh, the Sinister uh, Sinister Six, or is it? Yeah, yeah, the Sinister Six. Yep, yep. Yeah, know. it looks good. This is going to be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Rodney uh, needs to buy a PS4. <laughs> yeah, you can get off my back, man. I'm not going to get off your back. I'm just going to steal your credit card and buy you one. <laughs> well, you won't be able to because it's maxed out. Okay. So, we'll wait a little teamwork. bit. Teamwork. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So, moving on to Nintendo now? Yes, sir. Okay, just making sure. Um, Alright, so Nintendo had uh, obviously a couple of big announcements, some we were expecting, some we were not, and a couple DLC bit of things. A letdown. Yeah, it was a little bit of a letdown, and I kind of missed the Muppet uh, intro for their press conference that they've had previous years. The Re the Reggie and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. They went full on Nintendo Direct where there just wasn't any interaction. Yeah. Well, look at how that's been for them for the last couple of years. It's like, oh, here's how you... Like, remember the Skyward Sword demo? That was a train wreck. Mm -hmm. I just like a couple years... You know, when they used to do it, is they, they actually had a full conference. The stadium was packed. They brought out Miyamoto. They brought out Reggie. They brought out the... Um, Iwata? Iwata, yeah. Iwata-san? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what made Nintendo get their hits and stuff you know from e3 just doing this nintendo direct it felt like the same thing like i always see when they do a nintendo direct yeah super displaying me yeah um yeah but they announced a few dlcs for uh, uh one for xenoblade chronicles 2 which i still haven't played because the first one just like burnt me out and bored me He's supposed to be even bigger <laughs> yeah i mean like i said you I'm sure we've talked about this before on the podcast, but we talked about Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, and I played that. It looks visually stunning, but the grinding was just brutal. Yeah, I just. played 40 hours in, and apparently I needed another 80 before I even got my first mech. Yes, <laughs> and I cleared the first area, and then I went to the second area, and I was like severely underleveled, and I just it was super overwhelming. So I'm not interested in playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Um, but hey, there's DLC for it for those who do. And if it's any better, I mean, let us know. Let us know yeah. where you should play it. So, my uh, my internet froze, so I missed everything you said the last like two minutes. Oh, that's so you exciting. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't miss okay. too much. Yeah, we just we yeah. Using the Chronicles two DLC would be. Looks like I'll have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> it will. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, we're getting the Switch is getting a, a Fire Emblem that has been uh, revealed. Uh, Fire Emblem, I think it's called the Three Houses. Yep. Uh, what, what were your thoughts? Um, well, I've played a couple of the Fire Emblem games, and you know your standard turn-based whatever um, RPG game. But yeah, it, it looks interesting. I don't know how much different it's going to be from the other variations of the Fire Emblem series, but um, yeah, I. Uh, looks interesting like i said i'll play it for sure 
for me, the uh, the Super Smash Brothers characters are really the ones that have brought Fire Emblem more to my attention. I played the second one, I think it was, and I really I enjoyed it. I like the I like the the turn base that they did do for it. Like, I mean, it's crazy how different turn based games, strategy games, can be from each other, and I, I liked what they did with Fire Emblem. So, um, I hope this one is uh, just makes it better. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, yeah, I don't have really much else to say about Fire Emblem. Yeah, so uh, it's cool that it's coming to Switch because this is making it now that it's back to the console, but it's still also handheld. Yeah, for sure. Um, we'll just briefly skim over this, but uh, they brought Fortnite Battle Royale to the Switch, and it had two million downloads in its first day. So that's yeah, that was a huge thing. Um, there's also a Jeez. lot of controversy there. I kind of want to touch up on because I find it really funny is. PlayStation has locked their uh, Fortnite accounts to their console. Yeah, you're telling me that really? the other day. Yeah, that's just yeah, super stupid. Yeah, so anyone who's played Fortnite on PS4, like I have, and I bought lots of cosmetics. I just spent another $30 yesterday. Um, literally, I can't play my Fortnite, uh, my Epic account on my Switch because it's locked to my PS4. But I can play on my PC mobile when it comes out for Android, I guess. But I'm just a little disappointed. I can understand Sony not allowing crossplay right now, but I don't think they should have the right to lock my account to their console. Yeah, they've been kind of sticklers this whole time with Fortnite, you know, like with the crossplay thing, because they had it. We originally with Xbox and uh, and PS4 could crossplay, and then Sony shut that down. They're all butthurt about that. Yeah, and, really, and- I didn't know that you could crossplay between. Uh- the two between uh, Microsoft and, and Sony or Xbox. They did. No, they it was did, only yeah. for like one day. Someone at Epic made a mistake and Sony went nuts. It was shut down like pretty fast. Yikes. Yeah. But with Fortnite Battle Royale on the Switch, nin- uh, Nintendo and Microsoft have pretty much shaken hands and are like, well, yeah, well, let's do crossplay. Yeah. That's crazy because usually Nintendo's pretty, uh, they like to keep to their own their own thing you know so i'm, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that well i think that- he even said um he kind of threw sony under the bus I, i'll see if i can find that uh comment but that's probably like, their plan they're like hey you want to you want to get sony in trouble here yeah <laughs> but I, I like this idea you know i can play on my switch and i can play with my friends on the xbox well, but the only problem there is i have to create a new account yeah well i don't <laughs> think um nintendo's coming into this into fortnite they're not they don't have any cards to play. They're just like, well, we'll just join forces with uh, with Microsoft and download Fortnite, and then we'll get some more people playing a Switch. Yeah, which, which is a smart move off. with how many downloads they yeah. had. Yeah, exactly. Two million in the first day—that's huge. Yeah. So. Do you know how much money I've spent on Fortnite? Probably zero. Zero dollars, not a penny. I've only I've bought. Three battle passes and probably spent about $150 on cosmetics. Jesus. Yeah, not me. And I've only bought probably, the battle pass. Somebody who's probably not even spent that much on it. Yeah. I'm a, Brandon's probably spent a lot of money on it. Brandon buys every cosmetic that comes out. So. Right. We yeah, did a video on our... our on our podcast, the OK Show Around, we released a, a Fortnite video, and for like a few seconds, you can see in his invent or his uh, his costumes uh, s- selector, and I mean it was just full of everything you could get. 
<laughs> did you guys ever release the one uh, we did with the shopping carts? No, unfortunately, it takes me a long time to put everything together because I'm I'm a real stickler. I like to I like everything to be perfect, so it takes me a long time to to edit. So because oh, I want it to be perfect. Come on, man! I had an epic fall there. Like we, we I know the it sky was good. And I landed like flying around. Yeah, when no. uh, when it is released, I'll uh I'll you guys can set a link so your people can your people can see us. Yeah. Play. People, man, that sounds so racist. What? <laughs> you people. What? We're video game nerds. We're we're not just people. So. <laughs> I just I just refer to you as people. That's all that you are to me. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on or here. Brian would say oh. sheeple. Yeah, I want to touch up on a, a game that they started the conference with, the Damon X Machina. Yes. Yes. Now, this caught me by surprise, and it kind of blew me away as well. This looks really good. This looks like a, a Gundam, but like a Mech Warrior on the Switch. Like, wow. What was it called? Sorry, I, I, I missed it. Uh, Damon X Machina. Uh, what did you think, Rodney? I, I, I was commenting, and then my mic I turned my mic off so I could drink some water. But anyways, uh, yeah, I know it looks cool. Um... It's, uh, it, yeah, I don't have much to say about it currently, but, uh, yeah, it looks really cool, man. It looks yeah. like it has the, uh, Madman, or the Madman graphic style, you know, that cartoony, coarse look to it. Yeah, the game Mad, Madman. Cell shaded, I think, is the, the, the look. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So. But for me, yeah, I'm not, a, like, I'm not a huge mech guy I, I said that last time too like i like um I, I like a little bit of juice with each of my hits so <laughs> a little juice i think mech games overall really haven't improved much like the gundam games they still keep releasing are basically the same thing um we haven't really had a new mech warrior in a long time uh that other one that keeps coming out what is that mech assault yeah yeah that one's kind of just gone downhill for me as well but this one here kind of reinvigorated my uh my love for mechs yeah like, i mean i can see my brother playing this game for sure because he's hardcore into mechs but i don't know it looks kind of sluggish like the mechs look kind of unresponsive and yeah it looks yeah. cool and stuff but yeah i don't know I, i'm kind of having a little bit of doubts about this game I think they're very early in development as well because they didn't announce anything other than showing that trailer off. So I bet you uh, Nintendo's banking on this being one of their big new IPs. And yeah. that's why they started the conference off. But there's no details on the game. You don't know what the story is. Um, they showed the gameplay. They're supposed to probably, from what the trailer showed, I see some kind of co-op uh, co aspect. Yeah. Maybe multi online multiplayer uh, or something like that. Oh, I see myself quitting the online multiplayer in like two minutes because I just because <laughs> I, I I'll just be learning how to play and there'll be just so many people this spectacularly good at the game. Yeah, um, it is supposed to release sometime in 2019. That's all we know. It's a collaboration between um, developers Marvelous and First Studio. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of credit is going to Japanese developers as well. Yeah. I don't really know what to say. Like, they showed the gameplay with a bit of the trailer. I, The game looks good to me, but I still don't know what it's about. It. 
it's funny that we're we're trying to like cover everything really quickly in this game that none of us really like or really know anything too much about what we've spent the most time on. Well, Nintendo doesn't really have that much, so pretty much once we finish here, we move on to maybe Octopath. Octopath, yeah. <laughs> Octopath Traveler gameplay. No, um, yeah, no. Octopath Traveler is a eight. It looks six. I was gonna say eight bit, but it's not that bad. It looks sixteen bit. Um, looking two day scroller game and looked at, yeah it looks interesting uh, it's got obviously more mechanics and stuff than uh, than the old 16 bit games but um, so yeah it's got uh, it's got a little bit of uh, um, some visual effect effectness in the game as well so like it kind of pops if you know if that makes any sense yeah it's a square annex game so the RPG elements for the octopath should be pretty good yep um, I think they also unveiled that a trailer would, or not a trailer, a demo would be available as well on the Switch. I think June or July. I can't remember. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I like turn-based RPG games, so I might want to check this one out. And uh, I can't remember if they told me or if they told us, sorry, that it's going to be in the eShop at soon, or I can't remember. Oh, it's available. Yeah. Here you go. It's available July thirteenth on the Switch. So yeah, and I think there's a demo sometime at the end of June. Okay, good, good so stuff. I'm probably going to play the demo, and that'll decide if I pick up the game. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it looks really cool. It's got um, the like the backdrops and stuff in the battles look really good, and the levels they're like 2.5D. It's really cool. It's it looks really cool for sure. But uh, uh, cool. Have you had a chance to take a look? Yeah, yeah. This looks like um, it just kind of calls out like um, old final like Final Fantasy one and two kind of style but yeah. um obviously modernized and i think it looks gorgeous yeah i love the the backdrops and the uh the gameplay looks pretty smooth too you know pretty standard um turn-based like but like an old style you know like the um the i i guess final fantasy one and two is the ones that i'm i'm looking at the most so yeah this looks really good okay nice. so uh next, next one let's uh <laughs> let's um there's the one in the middle that I'm not going to talk about yet, Will, but I'm going to talk about Super Mario Party, because that one was a little bit of a surprise, but also not, like like I was talking to you the other day, and that's what you, exactly what you I said I had a feeling it was coming. It's been so long, and it, it just seems like a perfect fit for the Switch. Yeah, um, in the trailer, I remember it showing like people sitting at a cafe playing Mario Party, but why would you go to a public place to lose all your friends? I don't understand. It's funny that I was going to comment on that, too. I was like, how many people, how many four friends do you see actually going to a coffee shop, sitting down with two Switches and playing Mario Party? Yeah. I see myself getting kicked out very fast for, like, very vulgar language. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> like, I definitely see what they're, like, they, they released a bunch of trailers like that for not just this game, but for, like, the Switch in general. Just, like, people, like, going to parties and playing stuff. And I, like, definitely see what they're going for with that those trailers, but I've never seen it actually put into use. I've never been to a party or a place where there's just a bunch of people sitting around playing a playing a Switch like like they advertise in the trailers. And they so. don't even have alcohol in their hand. What the hell's wrong with these people? Come on, how do you play Mario Party or Mario Kart without having a few beers? Yeah. Or playing yeah. I, um, drinking games? Yeah, I do like how they're um, doing the connectivity between uh, different Switches. Yeah, it looks... Um, I saw the uh, in the trailer they had the that pipe game whatever the hell that is supposed to be, but um, anyways yeah no it, it's so 
I'm not exactly sure how it works, Will. Do you want to maybe explain it a bit? Uh, they haven't really talked about it too much, but it does look like um, two people can play on one Switch when it's mobile, most likely. And um, you can connect a second Switch so you can have four people. Gotcha. Okay. But you can't um, play I'm four people sure on one Switch? I'm not will switch. I think you just play on different screens. Will the screen switch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. So, of course, it's filled with its entourage of mini-games. And what do you guys... Uh, how do you guys feel about the... Uh, I'm sure you guys have watched the trailer. So what do you guys... From the mini-games that we're showing, what do you guys think? They, they look fun, but I can tell you one thing. I'm very worried I'm going to break a Joy-Con. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of shaking and then twisting and moving around, so... Yeah. And the Joy-Cons just don't seem as durable as older controllers. No offense, uh, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, they, de they definitely feel vulnerable when you uh, have them just by themselves, not when they're on the Switch. I mean, even when they're on the Switch itself, it still feels a little meh. Yeah, I wonder if they're going to take it to uh, online place. Like, if you can play uh, an online Mario Party, you know, start it up with people. Oh, that would piss me off. Can you imagine, like, some really good guys just, oh. Well, most of this coming in. Most of these vacuuming the, the heck sport. out of the Super Mario Party. Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the uh, uh, Mario Party is freaking luck, and you goddamn know it. Mario Party. <laughs> It's like no, why man, does Mario I, I lose Mario Party? I always win. And then so if you're Mario, if you're Mario, you basically win because the game defaults to Mario all the freaking time. Because I play as Luigi and I always seem to lose. <laughs> but <laughs> that's um, just your skill level. I, I was gonna say, yeah, Rodney, that's just uh, no man. Mario just... always rolls like double digits with the dice and like always oh. wins the mini games as CPU, and it's just super annoying. Um, you just gotta be better. Rise above, rise above, Rodney. Yeah, I just play as uh, I play as um, Donkey Kong or uh, Bowser now, so that when any of the games that require space, I might, I always win those ones. I always play as Boo. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so let's uh, let's talk about this one. There was a uh, I watched a uh, gameplay video just before the podcast started, but Pokemon Let's Go P Pikachu and Eevee. Uh, yes. So yeah, I was like I said, I was watching the. Uh, uh, a gameplay video of that, and uh, it's really cool that they they have the Pokemon, Pokemon, um, actually roaming in the world, and you don't have to go through the tall grass to find them. You just have to run into the to the to each individual Pokemon. What do you guys think of that? I think it's a cool aspect, but from what I've seen, it doesn't look like they have. Well, they've already said this before, but I'm, I'm a little disappointed that the uh, there's no battle mode. Um, they're kind. I mean, it's not as as elaborate as the main main core games, but yeah. But I mean, like from when you run into a Pokemon, it looks like you just catch them, just like in Pokemon Go. Well, yeah, you do that, but you battle actual people, trainers. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. So I just uh, they're showcasing the. I'm just watching the game trailer right now. They're showcasing the co-op mode right now, and this guy's riding an Onix like it's not a big deal. Um, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so. But I'm just trying to skim ahead to see, yeah. So um, they have a, it, it's exactly like the Kanto, or sorry, the red, red and blue and fire red, leaf green. But uh, yeah, it looks really cool. They have the gym, and it's it's in Don't full 3D. Yellow. Well, yeah, I mean yellow, yeah. 
But uh, it's in full 3D. It's got the tra the two trainers in Brock's gym. It's got Brock at the end. It's got the guy that gives you all the advice that doesn't really need to be here because we've all been playing Pokemon since it came out in 1998. You have but, your rival. So wait, this this isn't cross compatible with the mobile Pokemon Go, is it? Yes, it, I mean, it, it should be. Oh yeah, yeah mobile, yes. Yep. But only to a certain degree where you can transfer Pokemon from Pokemon Go yep. to Pokemon Let's Go, but only from Gen 1. Okay, so I'll be able to have... I've caught... I'm only missing like three Pokemon from Gen 1 on my Pokemon Go, so... Right. Um, this guy I'm ready. This guy literally threw his Pikachu like it was like a nothing. Like it was on his shoulder and he just threw it into the battlefield. I like that aspect too, that you're going to be able to have your partner po uh, Pokemon, your Pikachu or your Eevee, constantly on your shoulder for right. most of it. That's hilarious. You're just like, go Pikachu, and just throw it on the ground. Yep. So it looks like... Um, it looks like the battle mechanic or the battle system when you battle other trainers is very similar to the core game. Okay. So that's cool. So because you can choose your attacks and all that kind of stuff. And I'm also interested in that Pokeball uh, controller. Yeah. Oh, me too, man. I I've wanted one of those like since I was 10 years old. So. Yeah. I've tried to uh, pre-order it, but apparently it's not in uh, the store systems yet. But if you do get the Pokeball Plus controller, you get uh, Mew. Right. Which is. Like, actually pretty cool do you get it like does it become available in your game or do you just yeah get it? It, um it'll be in the ball the pokeball and then you when you start the game with the pokeball controller it'll transfer into your game oh okay and, and this just is the only way you can get mew as you can't transfer the pokemon go version to mew or uh pokemon oh, go yeah right i um I'm I'm actually not a big fan of the the pikachu eevee on your shoulder all the time because i mean I'm not a huge Pikachu. Like, I mean, Pikachu to me is just number 25. You know, it's just it's just a flagship <laughs> Pokemon that just happens to be the main one. So I don't really care. And then Eevee is also one that I don't really like. I'm not a huge fan of like cute things. You know, when people are like, oh, it's cute. Like I hated Baby Groot in the uh, in the Baby Groot Guardians of the Galaxy two. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, but he's so cute. And I'm like. I just don't care. I do. I don't care at all if he's cute or anything. So I mean, the uh, the well, fact you that you're remind always me of his teen version. What's that? It's like you remind me of his teen version. I do because I'm so I'm so picky about things and grumpy and grumpy. Um, but, but yeah, so like I don't like the fact that Pikachu or Eevee's on your shoulder. I just like I want to get this thing away from me. Give me like an Arcanine. That's the one I want to walk. I want to ride around on that. I don't want a Pikachu. Yeah, I kind of want to see if when you get your partner Pokemon, if you do always have to have them on you, because apparently the Pikachu and Eevee you get, you can't even evolve. Yeah, oh, so well, like... what the hell? Why, like, Eevee is like the evolution Pokemon. Exactly. Like, that, that makes like, no Pikachu, sense. Pikachu I can understand, but Eevee I wouldn't just keep as Eevee. I'd probably evolve it into maybe... Mm, probably Jolteon, Jolteon for me. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I like I like Vaporeon. Oh, yeah, I like Vaporeon, yep. yeah. But... Or Fla Flareon. Yeah. No love. They're like, oh, yeah, no evolving your uh, partner Pokemon, but if you want to evolve a Pikachu or Eevee, just catch another version. <laughs> cool. That's what you need. Is then more, I, like, or throw Eevee the one you have. Yeah, I was just going to say, then release yeah. the other catch one. Catch them by hand. Yeah, no, I like Raichu, man. Raichu is freaking awesome. I uh, I actually like the um, Alolan version better than the, than the standard version because... I do, too. Yeah, Psychic. Is the awesome. surfing one? Oh yeah, dudes. <laughs> oh yeah, dudes. Just, just surfing. Over the there. surfing, yeah. surfing Raichu. Surfing Raichu. 
No, that pissed me off in Pokemon Stadium because like you bring in like the first time you came in, you brought in Rock types, and then the P the Raichu that Lieutenant Surge had, and you surf, and you're like, can you fuck off? <laughs> That's how they get you, man. That's yeah. how they get you. <laughs> like, um, it just kills everything in one hit. Oh man, it was super brutal. I was so choked. Anyways, all right, so um. Yeah, that, that about wraps it up. The only thing we haven't talked about is the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, but uh, we're going to do a whole separate podcast on that in about mm, next week. So <laughs> In about mm, next week. Yeah, next Cole week. Cole will be back for that as well, yeah. so there's going to be a lot of different sides to everything we saw. Cole will have to bring a couple changes of underwear because he'll soil all the other, all of his all of his pairs of underwear. Talking about uh, you'd be surprised. I've got my I'm 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 so picky about things. I got my uh, I got my opinions. I'm definitely excited, but uh, we'll do we'll we'll break it down when we come to that. For we'll sure. Just get them depends. <laughs> Ridley Ridley dried me up pretty pretty hard, so uh, we'll get into that. So you're moist at best. Yeah, right now. I mean, they had me. They had me at puddle on the ground, but uh, I'm uh, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll get into that when we get into it. All right, so um, two-hour podcast. Uh, thanks a lot for those who uh, joined us all the way to the end. And uh, next week we'll um, we got another big big surprise to uh, announce. So uh, s- definitely join us next week for that while we talk about Smash. All right, guys, uh, let us know if you guys want to join the podcast. Actually, because. Uh, we seem to be a little light with Mark and a little light with Brooks sometimes, so uh, we could use a couple of extra um, opinions on the show. Just uh, shoot us a comment, let us know that you're interested, and then uh, if you are, then yeah, maybe, Skype. maybe we'll uh, yeah, we'll have a Skype account, and then maybe we'll reach out to you and be like, hey, we're going to record on this day and this time. You should, uh, you should join us, and then it'll be cool. Anyways, okay, guys, thanks a lot. Let us know your thoughts on our Facebook page and our um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all those wonderful social media outlets, and uh, definitely check out our website. Uh, we got news all the time and videos and trailers all the time and then uh, you can also find our podcast on our website if uh, Spotify is not working or Apple Play or any of those other ones that you're listening on so okay thanks a lot guys and uh, we'll see you on the next one bye 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 Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.